This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. We're in that uh, slight beginning of the change of seasons. You can sort of feel it when you go outside on, especially some of the mornings and some of the evenings as well. We're going to be talking about the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. We have some friends from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec with us this morning. Nate Williams is here. He's the Director of Parks and Rec. Hey, Nate, good morning to hey, you. Hey, Bart. Good to see you. Always appreciate you letting us come on and talk about what's going on. Oh, this is our favorite topic. Always fun thing. <laughs> Thomas Laird, Rachel Singer, the Assistant Director, is with you this morning. Good morning to both of you. Uh, let's, let's talk a little about some of the things. Everybody is excited to see the change in season. Uh, a little bit cooler weather, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> keeping our fingers crossed yeah. on that. Uh, and but the other day you could sort of feel fall in the air almost. Yeah, my wife and I, we we got out. My wife and I on Saturday morning early, uh, and, and it was interesting because it was almost chilly enough to wear a jacket. And you ah. think, oh, there's a glimmer <laughs> of hope. Maybe we can get past the the super hot days with the the high humidity. But it's amazing to see how many people, even with it so warm outside, using the park system. But I know uh, people are really looking forward to. Uh, getting to where you know they can get out more uh, and a little bit more comfortable temperatures. So, some big news we're letting you know, Bart. Uh, our playgrounds are back open. We we opened them a couple Saturdays ago. I know so many people were excited about that, but uh, we we've really got most everything open from uh, our closures that we had uh, due to the the COVID pandemic. Uh, the only thing really lingering right now, we've got a few specific elements within the facilities that are still closed, but. Our senior center's closed. Uh, we can't wait to get that back open, but uh, we're going to keep that closed just until we know we can say with you know certain, very certain confidence that uh, it's the safest thing for the patrons of that facility. But we're still doing a lot for our, our senior population. There's a lot of stuff happening um, at other facilities, our outdoor facilities, uh, and our staff's working hard to make sure we're we're, we're not missing a beat. And so uh, the greenways are all enjoyable and, and it's if you're outside it's, it's something healthy about just soaking in the sunshine and the fresh air yeah it is it's uh, there's something refreshing especially if you can get out for a midday stroll or something like that or enjoy it on the weekends but um you know it's it, we, we reflect you know thomas and rachel and i've been kind of talking about moving forward and looking back and uh, looking what what we've learned and how to parlay that into the future and how we operate as a department and, um, you know, something that I think we're all really proud of is there were certain things we never closed. We kept the trails open. We kept our open spaces open. People were able to get out and still, during a time of lockdown, be able to safely uh, get exercise and, and get out. And I think that sparked uh, a lot of new passion in people. I think people who didn't get out on the Greenway before are now regular users of the Greenway, and it's part of their regiment. So uh, we're, we're proud of that. We're excited to kind of open the door so people can see the whole park system and really looking at doing that hopefully in the fall. Now, 
How much uh, of Greenway, uh, what length is our Greenway now? Yeah, so we're over 15 miles now. Wow. Uh, the section uh, from uh, Barfield uh, all the way that goes back towards Cason Lane is technically open. We still do have a closure at Highway 99, and we're hopefully going to have that complete uh, in December, and then we'll have the whole 15 miles open. But right now, you know, our staff's taking over the maintenance of that section of Greenway, and we're trying to spruce it up just a little bit. Uh, you know, it's tough after a new construction, you know, uh, site uh, gets turned over, and we're, we're doing our best to make that look as best as we can. Now, as you walk along that new section of Greenway, what goes through your mind? Each section seems to have its own unique beauty. What stands out in your mind in that new area? You know, I think it's just a, it's a really interesting view of the river. Uh, Rachel and her staff have really worked hard on the uh, n- the interpretation of the natural elements. So if you go along, I think Rachel can really talk to about that, what it looks like. But some of the some of the animals that you see uh, and the wildlife that you see is highlighted on our interpretation signage. I think people, if they go uh, in, in kind of a bustling area of town and they go and really look at the, that interpretation signage and look at what they're going to see, there's a good chance they're going to see it. Mm. And Rachel, pull that mic up and let it be your buddy for a minute. Uh, what kind of animals, how is that different? Is one part of the Greenway different as far as animals goes from the other? So this part really excites me. I think it's a beautiful stretch of our Greenway and people are getting on it and um, discovering kind of the beauty um, of all of the Stones River that runs through Murfreesboro. But just because this is a new section, you know, I think uh, there's a lot more opportunities to see wildlife just because, um, you know, the, the animals have always been there. And now we've got a trail going through their home. Um, and so we're going to do our best to kind of educate people on on, um, on how to respect that. And hopefully we can keep those animals there. But we've had some sightings of bobcat in that area. And um, just to say, you know, there's no, no need to fear. We had a couple of emails that um, were kind of a little bit fearful, and we just do our best to educate people. Um, bobcats are super shy, so um, if and you, they're not huge, they're, we're not talking about a lion. No, they're not. <laughs> no, I always tell people if they see bobcat, they're really lucky because they're just such a shy animal. So that's really neat. Um, there's obviously resident bobcat that live there. We had a great opportunity this spring um, to kind of see some great horned owls up close Ooh, and personal neat. so there was a nesting pair and they had uh, two chicks in the nest um and with our spring storms they got blown out so we if anybody walks down there they might see a laundry basket in a tree so we did a great rescue and um, actually reunited those chicks with the with the parents so uh, in a laundry basket in a laundry basket yes and Me. as far as we know uh, the chicks were successful and they're still living down there so now is this in barfield crescent or where, where is this it's right on the new section of the greenway oh, the right on the section it is okay. yeah so um the photographers were really excited to be able to get some great shots but um just all of the patrons that were walking there you know it's right on the greenway so now these owls how big do they get so they're our largest owl in tennessee um their wingspan can get about three feet in length um so they're a pretty big bird you know and they're still up in the trees and they might look small ish but when you're right up next to them they're big um, and i think people were amazed at the chicks because they grow so fast and even though they're not ready to be on their own they're almost the size of an adult for you know for quite a little bit so that the adults can keep feeding them I think you're, if you go over to the Wilderness Station, you can see so much of the stories about the wildlife in this area. 
So many things at the Wilderness Station. Right, right. And that's that's the goal out there is to educate people on the natural flora and fauna that we live with here in Murfreesboro. Um, a lot of people don't. You know, they're moving into this area or people that aren't used to getting outside. Um, they're always amazed at the wildlife that is around. Um, and the Wilderness Station does a great job and they take that opportunity to educate people on how to live with wildlife. Now, everybody's trying to get a little exercise in these days, no matter what your age is. And uh, if you're being uh, encouraged to exercise, uh, I guess you have uh, elevations for every every level right now. We we do. Um, outdoor speaking, you know, Barfield is a, is a great area because it's one of the few hills that we have in Murfreesboro. And so our trail system um, does go through the elevation of the park. Uh, you're able to get on top of Marshall Knob, look all the way to Shelbyville. You know, people can still, you really see that? You wow. you can see a long way down to 31. <laughs> I've never I've, I've I've been on that trail, but maybe I wasn't looking, or maybe it was the wrong time of the right, year. Right, <laughs> right. If you get to the top of that, and, and it, we even have an observation deck up there, um, so it gets you even a little higher, and you can see um, you can see straight down to 31. So it's it's really pretty to see the lay of the land. And then, of course, we have the mountain bike trails out there, and um, people take advantage of the elevation that Barfield uh, gives us to be able to enjoy those trails, too. So uh, that mountain bike trail, I, I keep hearing a lot of conversation, a lot of positive uh, talking about that. Yeah, I went out there last night, and the elevation wasn't my friend when I went out there. I, I was tolerating <laughs> the elevation change rather than uh, thriving on it. It was, it was a little bit hot. But, yeah, the mountain bike trails uh, become a very popular thing. It's a destination for a lot of mountain bikers who want to come to Murfreesboro and challenge themselves because there's not really anything like it in Middle Tennessee. So um, we've got beginner trails. Um, we've got intermediate trails and advanced trails. Um, so we just want to make sure anybody who wants to try those mountain bike trails out, uh, first off, no matter what, wear a helmet. There's there's no option not to. You need to, you know, hurt very badly. But um, I would really suggest we've got a couple of great bike shops in town, and they're really our experts on mountain biking. Um, and I, if somebody thinks they have a bike they want to try out there, I'd run it by there and just talk to the experts about the mountain bike trail and just talk to them and see if you have the right equipment and what you would need and kind of your level of expertise and they'll be able to tell you which way to go. But So uh, there are some bikes that would actually be dangerous if you tried to use them. Yeah, yeah, there's some bikes. I think you need a, a some type of a suspension. It's so rocky out there. If you don't have that type of suspension, then there's a good chance you, you know, fall or, you know, fall over the front of your handlebars. So, uh, like I said, there's there's um, Moab, which is a bike shop over off of uh, Memorial Boulevard. Uh, and then you also have Spokeasy off of Veterans Parkway. And they, they do a great job for us and help people make sure they have what they need to give it a try and tell them, kind of some techniques to give it a to give it a try so safety is number one we don't want anybody to get hurt out there and uh, if people don't go out there with the right equipment uh, especially the protective equipment there's a chance they could really get hurt Mm -hmm. so do the right thing yeah yeah Uh, and and is there only one entrance to that and is it different from barfield park yeah you go off uh, the back side of the park Um, um remind me the name of the road uh, Stony Meadow? Yeah, you go towards the back. There's uh, um, You turn right onto Fieldcrest is where mm-hmm. we, where you turn in, and then you follow that back around. We're working on our signage package right now uh, for the mountain bike trails to complete that, and that will finish that project up. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a separate entrance. You don't go to the Wilderness Station. There's no way to access the mountain bike trails from any side uh, on, on the, the, the um, northern side of the park, I guess you would say. Now, if you go to the mountain bike trail entrance, 
does that also let you see Barfield Crescent Park from a different perspective? Are there, or is that the only thing there? Yeah, it's pretty much. It crosses the hiking trail a couple times, um, but it is a, a section of the park uh, where we didn't have uh, as many hiking trails, and that's where we decided it would be a good place to kind of lay out a mountain biking trail. So it's, you can experience it in a different way. We do try to keep the hikers and the mountain bikers on separate trails um, just for safety reasons, and we try to keep those distinctly individual. Okay, and as you, you know, I'm prob- I've never tried mountain biking. You should come with us sometime. It sounds fun. We'll get uh, you a bike. Do you do you find wildlife out there, or are you concentrating so much on the trail that uh, you don't see anything around you? You know, if my personal experience, I'm a very recreational rider, um, but when I ride a mountain bike, I'm very very focused on you know not falling over and making sure I'm getting the <laughs> exercise in and stuff. So I'm very focused, but. What it does lend itself, there's so much elevation change uh, to stop and drink water. And it's really, you know, that's when I, a few times, even last night, you kind of sit around and look at the beauty of the park uh, and, and enjoy that. So the, so the answer is yes, you know, maybe not while you're riding for me. Uh, some people can. Uh, but the, the, just being out in nature uh, and just having a, a time to just pause and reflect and uh, just experience uh, the beauty all around us. And, you know, Barfield's such a special place. Uh, to be able to escape kind of the the growing, uh, sprawling growth of Murfreesboro and, and really escape uh, in hundreds of acres uh, of woods. Now, what are the hours at the at the bike trail? So the the hours for the bike trail are are you know sun up to sundown basically. You want to get off the trail about thirty minutes before the sun goes down. So it's the same same as our um, Greenway and any other trail. Okay. Uh, now, we don't, don't want to leave Thomas out. He looks like he's sort of uh, lonesome this morning, like uh, a forgotten guy. Uh, Thomas, what did you bring to the table this morning? We've talked about bikes. We've talked about greenways, uh, owls, and things of that. Well, we're moving into fall sports. Uh, and so for folks that don't realize that uh, things are back open and going again or, or missed it or want to get involved, uh, baseball's going on at our ballparks. They've started the fall season, so Little League is playing out at Starplex, and Spurl Baseball Association is playing out at Barfield. Uh, and then we've got fall softball for girls is playing at McKnight Park. Uh, and you can access this. Uh, most of the sports in town, particularly for youth, if you will just Google MurfreesboroSoccer.com or MurfreesboroBaseball.com, then those links will direct you to the local organizations that provide those services. Soccer is playing, of course. They they were able to get back on the field, uh, and we have football going on. We still have some space left for flag football. Uh, cheerleading started last night, so uh, things are really gearing back up and, and moving forward, especially with the youth sports. So that's all available right now at Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. Now, if, if they hear about... Uh, well, like the flag football. Who do you call? Do you just call the regular number? You can call the regular number. You can call the athletic number at 615-907-2251, uh, and they'll direct you to someone and get you signed up. Sounds like fun. Now, what about the uh, pools? Uh, the, like, uh, is the pool open yet? Well, our indoor pools are open, uh, and they're, they're both, available both for, right, for uh lap swim and uh, classes we have some classes that go on we're not doing open swim right now uh, because it's hard to kind of contact trace and and determine who's utilizing the space Uh, our outdoor pool we've done uh, private parties and had camps this summer 
Uh, so I think we were able to utilize the pool as as effectively as possible while staying within the, the guidelines and remaining safe. Uh, but our indoor pools are open. Uh, Sportscom offers a, a package, a party package for anyone wanting to do a birthday party for kids. Uh, you can call Sportscom at 615-542-7090. That takes me back. Yeah, 615-895-5040. Bart, we have so many different phone numbers. It's crazy. (laughs) And we sit and we give those numbers out at the main office and across the board so much. But uh, Sportscom, Patterson, anybody, you can call for any information. The pool at Patterson right now, um, we're still closed. We're still working on the dehumidification project, but we're looking for that to wrap up pretty soon. So I know a lot of your listeners really like to go out to patterson and we're we're excited i think they're going to be a great pool it's a great pool uh and we're we're excited to get it back open and and we've had some noticeable issues with the humidity uh, for many years out there so we're finally getting that repaired and taking advantage during that time to try to get some other elements of the pool fixed but you know if you know thomas was talking about the sports and uh, just across the board every element that we provide now from facilities to programs um, I can't say enough, say enough about how much our staff has researched the best practices, especially for cleaning uh, and how we organize activities and sports that are going on to make them as safe as possible. So I think anybody looking to do something with us uh, can rest assured that we're doing the best we can to keep these facilities you know, fun, safe, and clean. And, and I'm really proud. We've got a very versatile staff that's worked very hard and adapted and uh, has worked to keep the program going and really looking forward to uh, getting more and more uh, as we as we continue to get over the curve and get back to some form of normalcy. Now, as we get beyond COVID-19, and we will, Yes. Uh, as we look back, uh, are there some things that you're going to be able to say, I'm uh, we've really learned from that, and we're going to continue doing this or that. You know, it's funny. You you, you sit here, we're all nodding because the three of us have really set and uh, brainstormed and really set some strategy forth of you know what have we learned, what do we want to capture, what do we want to uh, keep from this. And you know, one of the biggest things that we've learned is that we've got a, a committed staff who's very uh, passionate about what we're doing and very versatile. You know, they can work on the fly and change and adjust and still provide the best we can, the best services and facilities to the public. So, uh, yeah, I think we've learned a lot. I think we've uh, we've grown a lot. We've learned a lot about ourselves. And, and then also what about the community wants just in general, the needs, and what we can do and the role that we play in the community, I think, is something that we've really taken away. There's so many people, like I've said so many times, that have just now started to learn about what we have to offer. So it's on us now to show everybody what the whole you know offering uh, of Parks and Recreation. Okay, so uh, we're going to pause for just a moment right now and take a look at the traffic and weather. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines, and if you have any questions, you can text or talk, whichever you prefer, 615-893-1450. If you have a text question, go ahead and send it in right now if you'd like, 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk. 
This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Music World and Drummer's Den, we do our very best to be very price competitive. On most major items, we're matching internet prices and sometimes even better. So if you're looking for great quality at good prices, this is the place to shop. Come by today and join our Play Today music program. We can get you started playing today and ready to go. This is Dave Kivanemi inviting you to come by Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro across from Indian Hills. We'll see a few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing at a high around 90. Winds out of the southeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. Good morning. It's still moving right along out here, even though we had that earlier wreck on 24 westbound at Elmaville Road. Again, that's looking a lot better than it was 15, 20 minutes ago. Now we got that surge of traffic continuing towards Nashville on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. The Curious Creatures exhibit at Ripley's Aquarium has unique reptiles. Check out the albino Burmese python. The Curious Creatures exhibit now at Ripley's Aquarium in Gatlinburg. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The partnership and official merger between First National Bank and Capstar Bank has received final shareholder and regulatory approval. Shelley Rigsby and the same great staff that you've grown to depend on at First National Bank of Murfreesboro are still there. In fact, the name remains the same until mid-November when they combine under the Capstar brand and system. Member FDIC. The Action Line, Rutherford Issues, The Morning News, Swap and Shop, The Truman Show. We're keeping it local on WGNS, AM, FM, online. Welcome back. Our number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that one, 615-893-1450. And we have a text question here. Somebody said they passed... McKnight Park last weekend, and the stands were packed, and uh, no one was wearing masks. Wonderful, uh, or they were wondering about uh, the capacity. It looked like it was just packed. Uh, Is anybody watching out for that? You know, that's something that we uh, take very seriously. All of the tournaments and all of our leagues that we partner with, uh, we set out the criteria. We have a policy that we developed on how we operate. Uh, So uh, the big part of that is is the county's mask mandate and how that cites and works with the state's uh, requirements. So um, that is something we're on top of and we take a look at. We've got staff at the facility. We have staff that are constantly communicating with our league partners and tournament partners. So um, a, a lot of times we ask people to social distance. Uh, we try to get things outside as much as possible. So it is some, the simple answer is yes, it's something that we're aware of and something that we work toward, uh, and we're in a constant discussion with uh, some of the leagues and partners that we have. Okay. Uh, the Greenway Arts Festival is right around the corner. 
And I think that, uh, Rachel, you had some information on that. I do. Um, I want to let people know that we are going forward with the Greenway Arts Festival. It's become kind of a a staple in our community. However, it's going to look a little different this year. It's going to be virtual. And uh, I know people are like, what? How can we shop for art? You know, but it's um, I am excited I mean, obviously, um, kind of making some changes during this time, but um, I think this is the best case scenario. So we're putting together an ebook, and the artists are still uh, juried in, so it's very high quality art, lots of mediums um, like people are used to when they come to the art festival. Uh, but the ebook will go out from September 19th through October 1st, and uh, you can find that on our website. Um, so people can shop. It'll it'll be laid out beautifully. So the artists will have their picture, a bio of the artist, and then um, their displays of work. And you you can um, link to their actual website and, and purchase. Um, so you actually can purchase things. You can, yes. Now, yes. do you pick them up? At the arts, uh, at the parks office, or no, where do you pick them it, up? That'll be between the artist and the customer, and so a lot of it will be shipped out. Um, or you know, if they if they can pick it up locally, they would be able to, but directly from the artist. Okay, so uh, and that is on. That'll be on your website. It will be, and we'll we'll do a lot more marketing and kind of push that out there. But if uh, if people want to start looking from September nineteenth through October first, it'll be a great opportunity to to still see some beautiful art. Yeah, everybody's ready to get back to normal. I think they <laughs> are absolutely. But we're we're all concerned of getting back too soon. Right, right. I uh, don't want to. And we're starting to see the uh, curve level off a little bit more. Right. Uh, so it's, it's good to do the right thing and, and get rid of this COVID-19 and let's keep it away. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, here's another question. A person is asking us about the gentle joints that had been offered over at the Patterson Center and also at Sportscom. Uh, they said that they had been going to the one at Sportscom and it has turned more into an athletic aerobic type class, which is not gentle for the joints. Uh, when will it go back to what it used to be? Well, we have, uh, of course, we always continue to move with our customers. Uh, and we have kind of moved those, the general low impact general joints. We've put that more towards our senior center staff. Uh, since they're not in the senior center facility. Uh, so I'd recommend they ask the front desk there at Sportscom and just get an update of the current classes uh, and what other offerings that we have uh, because the general joints class, uh, some of our senior staff is teaching that and doing the less impact to offer more for seniors who aren't able to go to the senior center. Uh, and then that typical class that we were there, uh, we've got a, a different instructor and so it is a little more engaging a little more uh, activity uh, but i think so if you, you still just, do have one then. we do if you'll just check with the uh, sports comp staff uh, and you can also go to the St. Clair Senior Center Facebook page, and they have updates as well on that. But I think if you check in at the front desk, they'll be able to direct, or to a, direct you to a more of a low-impact class. Now, are those in the water, or are they out of the water? Or they are. They, they have a, a water class, and we've had some issues with the instructors. We have an instructor that everyone loves, uh, but she's she's kind of coming to the the backside of her career and is ready to, to kind of tone back her number of classes uh, and anytime you change an instructor it, it's going to have a different feel each instructor has their own uh, way of teaching uh, so I think if, if 
people be patient and look for other offerings, uh, we can get them back to those low-impact classes. Now, you mentioned about the Senior Center again, and I guess so many of the patrons uh, of, of the different programs at the Parks and Recreation Department are seniors. Uh, any idea, uh, Any uh, what, what are you going to be basing all of your reopening plans at St. Clair? Well, a lot of what we look at is the uh, it's the Greater Nashville Regency Council on Aging. Uh, and so we go by a lot of their guidelines. We, we have uh, grant money through them, uh, and they do a wonderful job of, of providing guidelines and, and uh, standards for facilities like ours to meet. Uh, so we're going to follow them as well. Uh, and then we're going to take what's going on locally and apply that uh, to make a, a good decision on coming back safely. Uh, but I, I think the GNRC or the Greater Nashville Regency Council on Aging is going to kind of help us take the lead on, on when those conversations can get to the actually opening. Do you think it's going to be a phased-in period? I mean, are there some I, things safer than others to do? I'm sure, you know, it's, of course, a dance at the senior center. It's hard to social distance <laughs> when the seniors get to dance in the uh, – but there's other programs that we can we could do safely uh, and maintain social distancing. So we're our staff is in the uh, process right now of evaluating all of that. We have a, a wonderful staff and a, a great director over there, uh, Mark Owens, and he's really been putting in a lot of research, a lot of time. So when the time comes for us to open, we're able to do it safely uh, in whatever phases we need to do. Just keep listening, and uh, as soon as we'll we have soon. anything, we'll pass it on to you. Absolutely. Uh, any other things that we need to touch on this morning about things happening at parks uh, and rec? I mean, we're as we said earlier, we're in that change, starting to see the change in season. We are. You know, we were just talking about the gentle joints classes and some of the things that happen. And one of the things, we, like Thomas said earlier, um, the pool has been closed for just open swim. Uh, just for a lot of reasons it's specifically laid out in the state opening plan that that should be avoided. And there are a couple other things, but for the most part, all of our facilities are open. One thing that we haven't shut down for anybody wanting to use the pool during, you know, maybe a, a transition and the type of classes that are being taught, if they don't have their exact class that they want, we are keeping the pool open for just water walking and individual rehab time. So anybody wants to come do that, we're considering that an organized activity. So uh, that's available, and that's always an opportunity uh, during the, chi- the time of change. And I want to encourage everybody to go to our website and stay current with that. It's murfreesboro.tn.gov backslash parks. Uh, But we've got some new things coming up that obviously the the virus is changing the way we do certain things. So we've got our fall activities uh, where we may not be able to do a full-on hayride and pack 20, 30 people onto a trailer. Uh, We're looking at some other options. So I'd say stay up. current check-in often uh, and we'll be releasing information soon about activities fall fest activities and things like that uh, that we're able to do safely yeah we got some exciting things coming uh, we've been talking about and putting some details to uh, very very excited so uh, people can stay in tune they can uh, go to our facebook pages is a great way we have if you go to murfreesboro parks and recreation and look at then we've got one for the senior center we've got one for outdoor murfreesboro we've got one for sports com patterson uh, across the board so that or uh, i know a lot of time has been put into uh, a kind of a, a enhancing our website uh, so people can now go uh, to directly to murfreesboroparks.com 
and that'll take you and it'll keep you up to date. And there's updated calendars in there. Great website too. And, and Bart, the disc golf course in, is, is always open at Barfield Park. So <laughs> always disc golf. I don't think we've ever shut that down. I, I can tell where his <laughs> love is. <laughs> he pushes that every time. <laughs> don't don't go out there and play with Thomas though. He'll make you feel really bad about yourself. So he's pretty good then. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: with with all of this time that you've had. Uh, with some closures and what have you, you've had a chance to dream and see what's needed. Uh, one of the the biggest uh, wonders in our community, I think, is this uh, Cannonsburg Pioneer Village. I mean, that is a lot of people are not aware that it's even there. But what a treasure that you, is. Yeah, and it sits at a trailhead that accesses the greenway. So it's a great place, a great uh, great area where people can go and, and kind of escape, uh, like we've said a couple times, escape really the growing center of town and just kind of step back in time. So it, it's a really cool place. And, you know, you're talking about the, the, the shutdown and everything. And uh, we, we were shut down uh, our indoor facilities for, for a small period of time, and we couldn't wait to open them back up. Uh, during the shutdown time, our staff worked hard, you know, and that's what we started dreaming about, uh, not just facility stuff, but a lot of facility improvements were made while we were shut down. Uh, and I think that's on full display. If you go to Sportscom and our other facilities, uh, that's on full display. But I think the, the dreams that we had for new facilities, we're starting to work on those and what that looks like over the next 10 years, but also programming and the types of events and the quality uh, that we want to provide for the community coming up. So that's really what our focus has been, and that's across the board. So, again, I'd encourage people just uh, check out all of our facilities. They can go to our website, MurfreesboroParks.com, and see uh, really how big the park system is and what is there for people uh, in Murfreesboro. There's a, there's a wide array of things that are happening all the time, even now, and we're excited about that. Here's a text question from a listener who says they love to go to Kennensburg. In fact, they've had a few events there, but the problem is people keep coming in who are not paying uh, to come into a private event. Uh, will there be any plans for fencing, more fencing? at Cannonsburg for events like Uncle Dave's Making Days and other activities. You know, we do have a lot of fencing. We put in installed a lot of fencing uh, four or five years ago, I believe. Uh, so when there's large events, uh, we do we do have control points where we can do that. So, yeah, there's it, it's open for uh, uh, rentals and, and different types of events, but it's something that we, we work with and plan on all the time is how to, you know, do a private event in a public space. And uh, I'm proud of our staff for doing that the best they can. I've noticed, uh, especially in the past few months, how many private events are actually taking place there. Uh, it's it's sort of a, a good place to keep your equal distance uh, and, and at the same time have a fascinating uh, variety of places to see. Yeah, it is. It's a great place. We rent out the Lions Club there. We also ran a couple, a couple of other venues at that facility. But right now is a great time. If people are looking for some type of social gathering, we're renting out our pavilions. Uh, so people can call our main office at uh, 890-5333 and see if there's a date that works for them. Uh, and we have just a, just a plethora of things that where people can rent spaces uh, across the board. Tell us, because uh, as we mentioned, there are so many people who are not familiar with Cannonsburg. What are they going to find when they get there? Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot of things. The cedar bucket is one of the main things that people... The biggest. The, the biggest cedar bucket. <laughs> and you can see that on display. It was uh, uh, burned, uh, burned down many years ago, then rebuilt in 2011. So that's one thing. But... 
you can really see uh, a pioneer village. It, it's just a representation of life, really, from you know the early 1800s to uh, the early 1900s and every individual uh, building there kind of tells a different story there's a telephone operator's house there's a general store uh, there's a chapel um, which is used yeah the chapel is I mean, rented a lot out. of weddings it, there's a lot of people even uh, you know people who work with us the city of murfreesboro tell me about how they've gotten you know married at that facility many years ago but it was built in 1976 as a bicentennial project and it won uh, third place in a nationwide uh, uh, competition, and it's stayed, and it's kind of a pillar of of our offering. I think most all the the buildings there, correct me if I'm wrong, are from Rutherford County throughout the areas of Rutherford County. So uh, you get a slice of of every area if you go through and and look at the history and read about the particular buildings and stuff. Uh, it really has a slice of life from all over the county from you know years and years ago. I really like the, uh, it looks like a barn toward the back, uh, which is full of memorabilia, a local local history. Yeah, a full-functioning uh, museum back there that has just, a, just like you said, a ton of, uh, of great artifacts and things in there that are really interesting. Now, is the art gallery still a part of it? Yeah, the art gallery is still there. It's a working gallery where people uh, uh, have their their work on display, and people can go and, and learn more about uh, what what the the art league has to offer. Now, right next to the art gallery, same building, there used to be a, a diorama or something. I'm good. Is there anything in that? Do you know that room? I mean, it's a big room. Yeah, it's it's a storage area for us. Oh, now. okay. So, um, I don't know if that <laughs> diorama is another word for storage area, but that's where we use. <laughs> that's where we store a lot of equipment uh, and things for that facility and other areas. So I know there's at one time there's a ton of stuff. It was like the story of Murfreesboro all yeah, packed into one room, uh, but now it's cleaned out just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'd be glad to give you a tour if you'd like to see it. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound yeah. like you're being topped. <laughs> okay. the- see a yeah, we've got, we got a couple mowers and some stuff like that in oh, there. Oh, cool. So, come on <laughs> out. Historic <laughs> antique mowers. <laughs> historic uh, zero-turn mowers is what they are. <laughs> now, there was a time, I can remember, you bought some land between the facility and the railroad tracks, and there was a, a conversation about expanding the facility uh which is sort of behind the historic uh tractors yeah uh, is are there any other plans to I can, expand i can tell you the art you know desire for growth in that area i think uh you remember the the bottom study and really look at right. historic downtown what that looks like and i think what we've done is really taken a step back and look at it, our role in that so we want to be able to serve and provide the arts element uh, to whatever happens. So I think some type of permanent staging in that area uh, would be something where we can have live events on a regular basis downtown mm-hmm. uh, that really uh, can show off a lot of the local art and artists in Murfreesboro uh, of all you know varieties of art. So, and that's still in the plans? Yeah, yeah it's something we're working towards. It's in our long-term master plan is to get some permanent staging, and I think we can attract uh, some really uh, unique music uh, festivals and events uh, to Murfreesboro in a really awesome place, too. So you're right across. There's parking. Uh, there's so many great restaurants now. It's just uh, the vibe of Murfreesboro is changing downtown, and I think we can play a, a role in that. Yeah, so you're that's, part of that. that. That's our goal is to expand that. I think we've got the space that we need for the most part to do that, and that's something we're shooting toward. Now, so you're looking at bringing more arts into that area. 
And as you look in other towns, they have old factory buildings and things of that sort that have been turned into art studios, which gives sort of a nice feeling when you go into that. Are there any of those warehouses in that area that seem to have that feel, or have you looked at it? From yeah, that we've looked at a lot, and I think that so many of the things down there, you go in and you really can see a vision for what that might look like. So that's something we're constantly looking at and um, and looking for opportunities to change. And, uh, you know, the relevancy of Cannonsburg and that local area and what it looks like for the development of the Bottoms area. And that was something that I'm sure, you know, you were fully, you know, well, aware that, of that and involved with. Exciting, yeah, yeah and, and it was something that uh, we've all been involved with a lot of, you know, public engagement. But that one seemed to just spark a unique interest. And I think that's still... Uh, is on the thoughts and minds of our, our elected officials and our city administration to see you know, what it looks like down there. So we want to, you know, make sure whatever it is, we want to play our part to, to, to help fulfill the full vision of that area. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be back. If you have a question or a comment dealing with Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department, give us a shout. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This is Ron Hall. When the unexpected happens, Fair Construction can help you whether there's a vehicle in your business or your home that's not supposed to be there. It's in the news, a car through the front door. We can board it up where the place is secure and deal with your insurance company to get it back to its previous condition. When the unexpected it happens, call Fair Construction Company. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. If you or someone you know is living with metastatic breast cancer, listen to Find Your MBC Voice Radio online at findyourmbcvoice.com the streaming channel that helps you get informed and feel empowered when faced with a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find your strength, to find your community, to find your MBC voice. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. We'll be prepared for takeoff. Limu, how cool is this? Your first time flying. Ah! Oh, I didn't mean... Listen, Limu, you might not be able to fly, but you do something even cooler. You tell strangers that Liberty Mutual customizes their car insurance so they only pay for what they need. Sir, do you have a certificate for your service bird? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill up to 95% of the mosquitoes in the covered area for up to 90 days. This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. We'll see a few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing at a high around 90. Winds out of the southeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. 
Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM. Your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Welcome back. We are going to go back to the phones, and this time a text question. This is from a tennis player, and uh, they love to play tennis on the weekends, and they said that's getting pretty difficult because the uh, Adams Tennis Complex has tennis tournaments uh, for the next six weekends, tying up the indoor and outdoor courts. Uh, What can we do to play tennis on the weekends? Well, there's several options. We have some school tennis courts. Uh, we have tennis courts, uh, I think, of Siegel Elementary as one that we, we've got courts that uh, have been updated. Uh, we've got some courts at Rogers Park. Uh, and, of course, while most of the time we have tennis tournaments at Old Fort Park, uh, they're not always so big that every court is being used. As, many, as much as possible, we try to leave the original eight courts open to the public uh, now, sometimes that's not the case when we have really large tennis courts. Uh, but keep in mind that uh, the folks coming in to play tennis in these tournaments uh, help keep our taxes lower. They help keep that facility of, uh, open and going um, with the economic impact. And by taking advantage of that economic impact, we're not putting this tax burden on our citizens. Uh, and we're able to have those beautiful facilities to play in during the week. No, again, what parks are there tennis courts in that we don't think about? Well, we have Rogers Park, which is off of Mercury Boulevard. Uh, there's two courts there. And then we have a partnership with the city schools, uh, and several of the city schools have courts. Uh, Siegel Elementary is one I think of that has uh, pretty nice courts that have been redone. I think Case and Lane has courts that are usable. Uh, so while it's not ideal and it's not preferred, there are times when you know maybe we'd have to find somewhere else in town to to play. And I think there's there's plenty of opportunity even when we do have tournaments uh, to find times to you know play. It's not you know sun up to sundown. So I think there's opportunities if you look for it and they can call the Adams Tennis Complex and really maybe say, hey, you know, tell me what's going on. Maybe I can figure out a way uh, to work around whatever tournament might be happening. But Thomas is right. The original eight courts are for the most part open. Uh, all the time. Okay. We're down to our final three minutes or so. I uh, don't want to leave anything out. Is there anything we need to bring up, or should we rehash something? No, I think that the big thing that we want to just communicate, there are big things coming this fall. We're going to make uh, uh, some programming announcements, some things that people have been excited about uh, for a long time that we're we're going to tweak and adjust. Uh, but I would really just encourage people to stay engaged with their social media, stay engaged with our, our website, and keep an eye on that, and come. you'll be able to see what's coming up and really some, some cool things that are coming this fall. Great things. You can't wait, and we'll tell you about it. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to get your mountain bike, and we can go mountain biking. <laughs> we'll we'll do it together on that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a first aid kit? I do, I do. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but we won't need it. We'll be safe, I promise. <laughs> Special thank you this morning, Nate Williams, Thomas Laird, and Rachel Singer for joining us. And, Rachel, uh, we're going to be looking for a laundry basket uh, on the Greenway. Is that right? Uh, that's that's right. Else. We did it in green, so it's a little hard to oh, see okay. right now, but <laughs> it's up there. Have a great day.